From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, October 20th. On Wednesday, the middle school gym became a science lab, a really fun one. Think miniature flying drones, homemade robots, dinosaur bones, and screaming quarters. I like showing off the fun side of science, not the boring lab reports and chemical <laughs> yeah. equation side of science. Yeah, we're just high schoolers. That's Theo and Lily, not just high schoolers, but physics students, showing off that fun side of science, like what happens when a quarter interacts with dry ice. It's called sublimation. And so as the gas is being like formed by the melting melting process, it's going right past the quarter and causing it to vibrate really fast and make a noise. Yeah, and if we leave it in there fast enough, the quarter gets super like encrusted with frost. It's so cool. These science experiments and demonstrations, aka STEM-monstrations, kicked off the Moab Festival of Science yesterday. Kids and adults alike were given prizes after interacting with as many booths as possible. And there was a lot to do. Over at the Science Moab booth, people were placing their elbows on a table to listen to the vibrations of arches using bone conduction. We have what's called a bone speaker. Usually you hear sound through your ear canals. With this speaker, you can hear sound through your bones. So they can hear and feel the vibrations of these arches. Carrie Schwartz with Science Moab. Their demonstration is essentially about geophysics, or as she says, wiggly, wobbly arches. She plays me the vibrations of double O arch. Here's double O arch. And these, like Uh what makes these vibrations happen, Uh it's not, you know, necessarily like these like isolated seismic events, like an earthquake or something. It's actually like the movement of the global oceans and like, the movement of like, you know, yeah, like large scale air currents moving through the, it's like, though, like that's what we're hearing through those arches. There was a lot of science on display yesterday, virtual welding, science trivia, even an interactive biocrust booth. Plus, no demonstration is complete without the elephant's toothpaste explosion. That's when hydrogen peroxide breaks down using a catalyst. And we're going to create oxygen gas plus hydrogen gas, right? So why do you think we were creating all this gas and air? Why did we add the soap? What's the soap going to do? Yeah. Make it all bubbly. Yeah, to make it all bubbly. Right? Scientist Rebecca prepares the countdown. There are more fun science events planned over the next few days. You can find the Moab Festival of Science schedule in the show notes. Activists from the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe in White Mesa are leading a rally and spiritual walk this Saturday. They're protesting a radioactive waste dump and other activities at a nearby uranium mill. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Clark Adamitis from KSUT and KSJD has more. The White Mesa Uranium Mill, run by Energy Fuels, Inc., is the only active uranium mill in the U.S. The Ute Mountain Ute Tribe have long protested the mill. Among the greatest concerns is that the mill receives toxic, radioactive waste from other manufacturing processes for long-term storage. But regulators have found that storage efforts are inadequate. 
Contaminants from storage ponds have been detected in nearby groundwater, and the company has failed to contain the release of carcinogens into the air by improperly storing radioactive cells. Residents at White Mesa have other concerns, too. Here's Michael Badback, who says there have been changes to his water supply, changes he believes are due to activities at the mill. When we run our water in the morning, you can smell the minerals, and it's really bad. It smells like boiled eggs that have been burnt. This demonstration continues the decades-long fight by tribal members to push for the mill to be permanently closed. The walk starts on Saturday at 11 a.m. at the White Mesa Community Center. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. The Gila River Indian Community in Arizona announced plans to conserve a significant amount of its water supplies. As KUNC's Alex Hager reports, that'll be used to prop up water levels in Lake Mead. That's a reversal from the tribe's plan in August to keep more water. Now they're taking advantage of new money from the federal government. Gila River is seeking payouts from the bipartisan infrastructure law, which are part of a program to incentivize water cutbacks. Stephen Rowe Lewis is the community's governor. We want to be good actors. You know, we, we want to uh, make sure that the precious water supplies that we have, that it's going to go to a sustainable solution. This is just one conservation plan in a patchwork of other water-saving agreements across the Colorado River Basin. The federal government is putting pressure on water users to cut back as climate change keeps driving a two-decade mega drought. I'm Alex Hager. The Interior Department has announced new funding to clean up polluted areas and conserve ecosystems. As the Mountain West News Bureau's Milwaukee reports, several sites are in our region. The $10 million comes from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act and will restore 17 project areas. Speaking on Instagram Live, Interior Secretary Deb Holland said many of the legacy pollution sites are environmental hazards. They jeopardize public health and safety. They contaminate groundwater, emit noxious gases, litter the landscape with rusted and dangerous equipment, create flooding and sinkhole risks, and harm wildlife. Funding will help clean watersheds in New Mexico, rebuild fences and stream banks in Nevada, plant vegetation in Colorado, and more. Most of the projects are restoring areas where historic milling or mining damage surrounding landscapes. The announcement follows federal efforts to plug abandoned oil and gas drilling wells and create jobs in rural areas. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Will Walkie. And listener, before we go today, I want to extend a huge, big, giant, enormous thank you for supporting KZMU during Radiothon. We wrapped up our fall fundraiser at just over $33,000. Right now we have a mixture of donations and pledges, so if you pledged, feel free to see us at the station or call us up to fulfill your thoughtful gift. Your generosity allows us to pour our efforts and hearts into informing, educating, engaging, entertaining, and connecting the communities of southeastern Utah. Staff and volunteers at the station feel very humbled and privileged to be a source of public media here. Thank you for securing our current and future success. Our KZMU community is simply the best. Thanks. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, October 20th. 
Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.